Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast, where we sit in the naked positions, very relaxed, and interview different guests. Right. We interview guests, but realistically, we talk about kind of the line between spirituality and mental health. and Fully clothed. Fully clothed, yes. Um, But (laughs) we talk about kind of the line between mental health and spirituality, and then also we have episodes just about mental health or just about spirituality. We really... uh, you know, the go with the flow kind of girls. So today we are interviewing a psychic medium, and, Victor, and you had a reading from him before, right? I did. Yeah, it was very very cool. Yeah. He and actually it was me, Savannah, and Lauren Ooh. who ended up having the reading. It was a year ago in February. Okay, and I didn't tell him that we would have all of us in the room. Yeah. So the funny thing was the first thing he said, because it was a phone call. Yeah. A reading. With video? With him. And then the girls were in the room. But there was video? Mm -mm, No no, video. Just audio. So the first thing he said was, I'm sensing someone is with you in the room. Who who are the other people? Oh, wow. So that was kind of uh, intuitive. You know, it was kind of cool. Yeah. So I had to. More trust than I had to tell him that yes, we have. I have other (laughs) girls with me in the room. I think we did the reading for my birthday last year, so it it ended up being that we first uh, did my reading, and then I left the room, and Laura and Savannah got the reading separately, and they liked it. Do you feel anything when you're getting a reading? Because I've Mm -hmm. I've only had like one or two. Not really, nothing at all. Kind of in a way, you know. I I hate to say this, but I'm very. I believe in everything, but I also don't believe in everything. Yeah. So I'm healthy skeptic. I'm very sarcastic sometimes with these things. So while I find a lot of value in psychic readings, I kind of always try to find, kind of pr- try to prove to myself that the psychic that's doing it actually knows what they're doing. Mm. So I kind of keep a very, I don't know how to say, the detached mind from it. Yeah. And I, sort of not judge it exactly but sort of evaluate the how accurate it was or how inaccurate it was and so for me to find a psychic that I actually really value their work it's not that easy yeah but Victor's really cool I think he has a lot of um awesome intuitive psychic powers yeah and I do think that all psychics can bring something to the table because even if you just speak about counseling alone, yeah. conversation and listening already, that has a value for people, a healing value, right? So I think some people will not sign up for counseling in a traditional office, but they will sign up to have a session with a psychic. Right. So they are going to get some of that, some of that value from doing that process anyway. So that's why I would stay open to either format and i think it's healthy because there are there are um psychics out there that aren't that are probably just doing a money grab but people might still benefit because you're talking to someone there are people who have nothing and no there one are to counselors then that just do money grab too right yeah. so you sign up Every with someone field. and you finish a session and you feel like you've not been helped at all yeah. so with every field we have to keep sort of 
sort of a not judgmental mind, but sort of this this aware this awareness and intuition. Is this helping me? Is this not helping me? Is this a good fit? Is and this also, not you don't want to rely one hundred percent put your life on absolutely someone. not exactly. And I know there are times in our lives where we might become codependent, but I think I it's, mean, it's I good ha- to be slightly. I had a friend detached. who was diagnosed schizophrenic by yeah. a counselor, and she ended up wasting six months of her life being on meds that she didn't need because oh. she panicked and believed the counselor. Mm. Meanwhile, she's never had any hallucinations or voices. But So the counselor was wrong in giving her a diagnosis that wasn't hers to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then she wasted six months, you know, trying to get on drugs, almost lost her job and all that. So there is good and bad in everything, in yeah. every profession. So it's like you just have to kind of evaluated yourself is this good for me is this bad for me and sometimes a good thing can be a bad thing yeah. because it's not the right timing so and then i think something that we talk about a lot in the interview that we're about to play for everyone is that we talk about trusting our gut we talk about medical gaslighting quote unquote which i've heard it referred to as um we talk about actually developing your own gifts which it seems we didn't really talk about this in the interview specifically and directly but it seems like everyone has a certain level of intuitive gift absolutely for you can call it a gift you can just call it your gut feeling whatever it is it seems like we all kind of we all have gifts yeah so that's super cool and then what else did we talk about in the interview that you really liked i think i you know for me i'm always searching for how religion and other fields interact Mm -hmm. because god is important to me Mm -hmm. And I don't go to church because church typically is very unaccepting of anything that interests me. So, <laughs> so, so I asked Victor about that as yeah. well in yeah. the interview. You we, know, what's that division that he feels, you know, that, that there is. We even talk about politics as well. Absolutely. And I, I like that we talked about the division because it seems like everything is so divided and everyone wants to be right or something like that. But it seems like... In all the interviews we do, the underlying thing is we need to come together. We're all basically the same <laughs> and we're definitely more powerful when we're working together. And yeah, so we hope you guys enjoy the interview. It was really interesting. Um, and you'll all the information will be in the episode notes if you want to book a reading with Victor. Enjoy. Or or if yeah. you want to connect with a loved one that passed oh, away. Through Victor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enjoy the interview. Yay! I am Victor Peruta, and I'm a psychic medium. Uh, Psychic is a a general word that uh, includes all of the psychic uh, abilities. Uh, Psychic medium is somebody who can communicate with dead people. So that's a service that I provide along with personal readings about uh, the matters that everybody deals with, uh, relationships, career, uh, future, uh, uh, money, uh, just name it. You know, we can cover it during a reading. And I've been... um, a professional psychic since 1990. So I've been doing this for 33 years. Wow. And um, how did you get into it? Because that's such a long career, it sounds like. So must have been drawn to it in some way. Yeah, I was drawn to uh, spirituality and metaphysics uh, from the time that I was a, a, a teenager, actually from the time that I was a kid. 
Uh, when mom took me to the grocery store when I was a little boy, I would find those little astrology books at the checkout counter, uh, that palmistry, numerology, they cost like a, a dime or a quarter. And, uh, you know, I had her buy those for me. And I just found the whole thing so fascinating because it really worked. And, you know, when you explore astrology and uh, all these topics uh, and explore them in depth, in depth, you do find that it all really works. Now, this really isn't simply a way to divine the future, but it provides uh, systems for understanding your life and life itself. Uh, for example, astrology provides a, a complete uh, psychology within the system that helps you understand why you are the way you are. Um, I have uh, always believed in reincarnation and past lives. I think that that's a very important topic and uh, to help us understand ourselves and, and karma. And, uh, and uh, the work that I do, I think, helps people understand themselves. and. Of course, uh, a lot of that involves psychology because we can't really understand ourselves unless we understand ourselves psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. Absolutely, and and you know, just to um, just to kind of follow up with that, you know, it is interesting that you say a lot of the same things that we as counselors say and uh, folks in the mental health profession. At the same time, there's such a hard line dividing. Um, it's almost like we in the scientific, so to speak, field counseling, we're not supposed to really discuss much of the spirituality or much of any type of past lives topics or anything like that. Even religion is not really uh, broached when you when you get into a professional, traditional kind of counseling. But it's interesting because, like you said, in order to understand someone, in order to help them grow in life, you would want to look at all of these aspects kind of holistically. And so I, I think someone like you that is doing it sort of uh, very holistically uh, from a different perspective actually probably has a much more freedom to explore all these areas and not feel like you're going to be ostracized by the community, the, the professional and scientific community, you know. Yeah, I think uh, what you just said, Alicia, is so true. Um, uh, obviously, you know, there's, there are professional uh, standards in psychology, medicine. Um, but uh, even though they may not be official, uh, there are standards in psychic work as well. Uh, and many of the standards are the same that you have with your clients. Uh, for example, confidentiality, that is absolutely important. You, in order for uh, somebody to open up and uh, uh, for for you to touch people in a personal way and uh, explore personal topics with them uh, confidentially is confidentiality is absolutely essential. And if you ever hear um, a psychologist or a psychic talking about his or her patients in a way in which you can identify those people or in a way that seems judgmental or condescending, then you need to run in the other direction. Absolutely. Then is unethical. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, when we deal with some of the deep, profound topics that people have to have somebody to talk to about, 
uh, there's a it's necessary for that person to have complete trust in you. And so you have to understand that uh, sometimes people find their way to our door after knocking on every other door. We're uh, the, the last resort where they've tried doctors and parents and teachers and priests and everyone else. And they finally find their way to a psychic uh, for a deeper level of meaning or for the answers that eluded them. So uh, it's, it's a position of trust. It's one that I take very, very seriously. Uh, I think that all people problems or all of the issues that people deal with are essentially spiritual issues. Um, I, I don't think you can just only talk about the mind just by itself. Uh, but of course, thinking patterns, belief systems are incredibly important. But the most powerful kind of therapy, whether it's psychology or any other kind of therapy, is actually a spiritual experience. People have that aha moment where the light bulb comes on and they understand what they've been doing or how they've been thinking. And uh, the light bulb comes on and they can be forever changed. And some of the moments that people can experience uh, with a session with a really good psychic uh, are priceless. You know, the 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 depth of 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 understanding uh, that can occur, and that inner peace of self acceptance can be uh, life changing. Uh, so, you know, I think psychology or uh, the psychic uh, arts, uh, you know, we 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 deal with the psyche, which is the soul. So psychology is the study of the soul, essentially, not just of the mind. Mm. You go to the etymology of the word, and just like with psychics, we also deal with matters of the soul. But I don't know whether you can only deal with matters of the mind and not the soul, because the soul is the deepest part of you. It's 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 like you can see it in a child. It It's that emotion. It's that feeling that is so honest, that is that expresses itself from the heart. And during our lives, a lot of that essence, that soul essence is tamped down. It is shut up. It is uh, at times even destroyed. Uh, if people are uh, in dysfunctional families and live with a lot of fear, a lot of criticism, a lot of judgment. So uh, I think all of our work strives to get people back in touch with their true selves. Right. And it's so important because we're we're an entire being. We're not just our, especially in this form, we have a body as well. And that's why I like that even with psychology, there's now like somatic experiencing and different things. And I just love that everything's becoming more holistic because we have so many parts. We're so complex. I think the field is becoming more and more accepting, but it's still like, like Victor said, I think a yeah. lot of people have to go outside of the counseling field or mental health field to right. find the answers they're looking for. Because a lot of counselors and a lot of people in general are still not open to the idea of karma or reincarnation. Uh, and a lot of counselors are not even open to discussing any type of spiritual issues. So absolutely. And that's true, uh, very much so. But I also have noticed, and perhaps you've noticed, the lot, that a lot of ideas that used to belong 
to the metaphysical spiritual realm of things have indeed seeped into psychology medicine yes right and there is a more holistic as sophie said a more holistic a concept of ourselves and you know when i talk to my psychologist friends they say a lot of the same things are <laughs> similar ways to the way that i I've, I've been uh thinking for a long time so i think uh what's considered status quo evolves over time uh and uh, i think that most people now have been deeply affected uh, the, uh, by the holistic concept of life. And you'll see that everywhere. Uh, and, and I think that that's really exciting. Absolutely. I think it's, it's, it, to me, it seems like it's such a transition time. We're definitely going away from some of these very rigid ideas and moving towards something, something new. And I think we're yeah. still doing it. I think you can feel it yeah, <laughs> in the air. Sure. You, oh, you can. Mm -hmm. And when you hear young people talking, you know, like uh, they grew up with all this stuff. I mean, they grew up with environmental awareness. They grew up with psych psychological awareness. I mean, my parents' generation, they didn't they didn't didn't understand psychology. Uh, they didn't think that way. They were thinking about uh, perhaps, you know, the meaning of life uh, to some extent. It was just uh uh, everyday issues, you know, putting money on the table, feeding the kids, uh, feeding the kids, getting them educated, uh, striving for success. But uh, these days, I think people do understand one another a little more deeply than in the past. And that's a good thing. The world become very small as well. Yeah. So yes. we can communicate with people on the other side of the planet mm -hmm. in, in real time. It's so exciting. It's it's even in the language, like when people say, oh, I don't like the vibe in here. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? You're talking about something that you can't see, but you can feel. So it's, it's literally feel. in the language now, which is really cool. And I think that shows the progress that's been happening. And it's being used by younger and younger people. So it's it's just it's a part of life now it's Absolutely. not a weird thing because when I was a kid and I would walk into a room and I would be like something feels off but I, how do I say that but now it's like oh no the vibes in there aren't good I'm, I'm out <laughs> you know you can just say that and people completely understand what you mean mm -hmm. um so I think that's really cool too so it is cool yeah. so Victor do you think that you're doing basically counseling with people I mean, well, you can't say the word, right? Because you, you, you know, legally, some, some yeah. <laughs> Ohio revised code probably would say you'd have to have a license for that. But I mean, basically, would you say that what you're doing very much equates to someone that's sitting with a patient in a room and discussing their life? Of course, um, you know, it's uh, me and a client having uh, a conversation about uh, their lives, uh, a deep aspects of their lives uh, uh, so that they can understand each other better, uh, uh, so that they can understand themselves better. Uh, there's a lot of need for uh, mediumship. You know, uh, people want to communicate with their loved ones on the other side. Unfortunately, these days, uh, a lot of people are coming to me whose kids have died of drug overdoses. Uh, and uh, or whose fiance has died of a drug overdose, uh, and they want to communicate with their loved ones on the other side 
And that's a way of uh, healing some of those wounds and, and, and getting a connection to where they know that that person has indeed communicated with them because they reveal things that only they would know. Unfortunately, when people have these types of experiences and they tell the wrong person, they can be shut down and invalidated. And sometimes the wrong person is the very person that they should be able to talk about things like that with, such as a parent, such as a spouse. But many people are very uncomfortable even discussing the topic of death and life after death and everybody deals with that in a very personal way do you feel like people are coming in sort of seeking answers for their spirituality dilemmas or uh maybe even you know i mean absolutely you're trying to also connect them with their loved ones that passed away so how do you approach that kind of subjects with with your clients yeah like what if they have their own gifts mm -hmm. do you help them nurture it or oh yeah you know i get a lot of that kind of call where uh people their their psychic abilities just turned on yeah. mm -hmm. and they they don't know what's happening to them they they uh are struggling with dealing with it and uh that can happen spontaneously or somebody can have an experience where they see uh, de deceased loved ones around somebody and uh, some sometimes uh that whole thing can become imbalanced like um uh, sometimes they are plagued by visitations from spirits while they're trying to sleep and become very disruptive so uh the whole issue of boundaries and in taking charge of your life and taking control of 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 your gift uh, becomes very important in order to be able to live uh, in a uh, healthy, balanced, and comfortable manner. So uh, you can set up uh, relationships with your spirit guides, with loved ones, where you put down the rules as to uh, when and how they can communicate. Or, uh, and, you know, boundaries are so important in for everybody in the helping fields. You can't just be answering the phone 24-7. You need to get the rest that you need. You need to restore. Uh, I don't do psychic work. It's very intensive. I, I do it about three days a week. Mm -hmm. I used to do more. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very committed to doing the very best job that I can with every single client. So it requires a recommitment uh when you're feeling a little burned out or you need a break or you just need a vacation or you need a weekend off you can't show up uh and do a great job unless you are taking good care of yourself you know so you've got to be an example uh to the best that you can of being fully present for your client and uh, being there for them uh you know people uh come with all different things uh, you know uh the 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 problem with life is it's often very challenging for a person to determine what is true and what is something that they've imagined mm. someone else has imagined that they might start thinking is true and they could be misled so these fields, psychology, 
spirituality, uh, psychic work, uh, it's all interwoven. And a lot of it has to do with developing character, learning how to be a good person and how to become a better person, and also being more aware in general so that you can avoid situations where somebody imagined you're imagining that someone did something to you and they never did and then you're retaliating because you are retaliating for something they never even did you imagined it and so that can start a lot of paranoia huh that can start mm -hmm. an avalanche of of bad karma mm -hmm. uh, uh, of imagination you know when when it comes down to it we imagine so much of our lives you know we we give meanings to our lives and uh a part of being an aware human being is to refine those meanings and uh, determine you know what's important or being able to uh realize that the way you think about things today um may not be the way you see things tomorrow Certainly, you don't think about life the same as you did when you were a teenager or a young person or a child. You know, we we have to be mindful and aware of our thoughts and beliefs and at times tweak them or uh, rethink them. Uh, sure. Our lives can be free from imagined horrors <laughs> it sounds like therapy like it's it does CBT, sound like therapy with with some folks that might be a little paranoid and uh and imagine a lot of stuff but i mean we all do it we're all guilty Every, of imagining things and uh but i i was going to ask you because this is what really uh drives drives me nuts sometimes you know i've always been interested in tarot cards um always the supernatural you know i'm always drawn to it uh, I grew up Catholic, um, and sort of this idea maybe comes from the church or maybe from very religious people, but there's some of these ideas out there that tarot cards come from the devil or that it is a sin to want to look into tarot cards or even seek anything to know about the future. Uh, I wanted to see what you think about it and whether you feel that you uh, represent the devil in your work. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good question. And I do get that uh, from time to time. Uh, of course, uh, I'm in one of those fields uh, where uh, it's controversial. And uh, just like every field, uh, there are people who are kind of on the wrong side of it. You know, they're they're using people, they're stealing money from people, they're misleading people. Uh, and of course, uh, you'll find that in every career. You'll find the crooked lawyer. You'll find the, the doctor who is, uh, you know, uh, stealing from Medicare, stealing from their patients, not giving them the right medications, people who are addicted to drugs. So um, as far as uh, uh, people can think what they want to think, 
uh, obviously, I know that what I the service I provide is is very useful and helpful. And you don't pray to the devil, right? You don't you don't <laughs> worship the devil. You don't no, you don't try. Yeah, you're not. It, well, yeah. What is so funny is uh, in the Bible, uh, people do zero in on on things like uh, you're not supposed to go see a fortune teller or. Uh, but there's lots of things in the Bible that people do, you know. So uh, those words can be used. You can find almost anything you could back up almost anything by looking right. at the bible uh and you know those sorts of belief systems uh, interestingly enough alicia and sophie i mean sometimes people are really afraid to think for themselves they they look to see what everybody else seems to be thinking and that's what they're going to think because it's safer that way uh, talk about the Catholic Church. Uh, during the medieval ages, they burned a lot of witches. Some people say there were like 7 million purged. Wow. Uh, I would be lot. burned. I'm, I'm... Uh, <laughs> you know I would have been burned. Probably <laughs> we wouldn't have but, this podcast. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a lot of... Uh, the, because of the Spanish Inquisition and the... Uh, torturing of of people by the church there is a fear of standing out from the crowd there is more of a safety in going with the crowd going with what everybody else thinks because if you think for yourself you can be condemned you could be put to death and uh, so that is something we've all been traumatized by you know, we're afraid to really be independent thinkers. And I think the world needs some independent thinking. Mm -hmm. So uh, we share a consciousness with all other people. I mean, there is a, a mass consciousness of humanity. Uh, uh, and uh, it's something that ripples through uh, all the people in the world. I mean, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I have certain thoughts and uh, I'll turn on TV and there it is on the news. You know, the thing that I'm thinking about, it's something that just happened and it's on the news. Were you and thinking I, about the financial crisis, the Silicon <laughs> uh, Valley crisis? What's going on, Victor? Come on, you got to give us some financial hints right uh, now. Well, uh, it, it's all of that stuff. But what I'm, what I'm, my point is what we do pick up telepathically what is going on in the mass consciousness when there's a big disaster in the world for example the recent earthquakes in turkey and you have that many people who die uh, all at once that ripples through the mass consciousness of all the people on the planet everybody feels a little on edge a little uneasy when there's something big happening like that even if they don't know uh, even if they don't know what's happening they might just start feeling uneasy. So we're all connected by a, a field of energy that we're all kind of living in and thinking in and feeling in. So, you know, telepathy is, is such a everyday part of life. I mean, how often have you started thinking about somebody and then you run into them later that day at the store or they tell you? That happens to me all the time. That's telepathy. It's normal. It, it's there's nothing unusual about it. And so the power of the mind, uh, it can be also worked, uh, used in a 
in a precise manner through visualization, through prayer. Those things work. You know, you're setting energies in motion that affect the field, that affect the field in which we're all living, in which we're all thinking. So we're all connected. And, you know, mm-hmm. I do have quite a few psychologists that send clients to me and uh, counselors who send clients to me. Uh-huh. You know, so I, I, I think that uh, it can be very helpful as far as one of their patients' course of treatment to see what another professional uh, might assess what's going on with them. It at least provides a starting point. I think sometimes when clients come to someone like me, a psychic, I'm probably doing most of the talking. I think with a psychologist, the client is probably doing most of the talking. Uh, So it's a little bit flipped in that way. But if a client comes to me and they need to talk, I let them talk. Do you have repeated clients? Yeah, I've got a lot of repeat clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, I stay busy. Um, Also, I I read from people around the world. I'm on two uh, episodes of Beyond Belief on Gaia TV on Amazon Prime. So people watch that all over the world. I've done readings for people uh, in China, uh, Sweden, Europe, uh, Africa, all throughout the world, Australia. Uh, And uh, the psychic stuff works extremely well over Zoom. (laughs) Readings over Zoom. I can do group readings where, you know, I'll do mediumship for a group of 50 people. We're all on Zoom. It works incredibly well that's great energy can travel through electronic media very cool i definitely agree with that because i i notice even with social media for example which is such a big thing you feel like if i open instagram i feel something and maybe that's from past associations but who knows i mean it's just there are different energies that you just can't explain going back to vibes yeah Yeah. i'm on youtube or uh, watching some of the videos, uh, you're, I, I'm picking up on the energy of the creators, the person who created that video, but also of all the people who watch that video. Oh. Interestingly enough, you know, I'm also a paranormal investigator, so uh, I'm sometimes called in to clear a home uh, or a property of ghosts or negative energies. You can actually become possessed or affected by negative energies through the internet mm, that would make sense I mean, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people who are doing these youtube videos even though they sound like what they know what they're talking about mm. sometimes the energy is just really bad mm. you know uh, uh they're putting out an energy that is in contrast to what their words might be saying you know so I notice that sometimes with meditation videos I watch where where somebody, yeah, it sounds good, but the energy just is bad, you know, so can't watch that. And and so, you know, there really does have to be integrity. I mean, you got to walk your talk. I think uh, so so manipulated by mass media uh, when you look at what has happened in recent uh, uh, presidential elections or 
Uh, Let's not rehash that. That was a lot know, of bad, 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 bad juju. Like, didn't you think you were going crazy with <laughs> Oh, we were all going the crazy. We were yeah. all going crazy. They were I, crazy. I feel like people are still traumatized from that election. And yeah, both we parties are. were horrible. There was, yeah. it was just horrible. And we're all traumatized from COVID. Because COVID and the riots, all the misinformation. And and like you said, you know, there's always bad professionals within every profession. And I just felt so traumatized that people targeted police force out of all people. It it was just beyond me. I I couldn't function at all. It takes on a life of its own. And I think it's important to be aware of how easily we are manipulated. Oh, so easily. Oh, my goodness. Through, through mass media, through mm-hmm. social media. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of people who have gone off the deep end and stayed off the deep end. You know, it's just been so sad. All the breakups of families and friendships over these crazy belief systems. Uh you know, I tend to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, uh, I think uh, it's important to guard your mind and be aware. Uh, and, you know, you can see it happening. I mean, it's important, I believe, to trust your first impressions of a person because uh, uh, they're not always right, but they're usually more right. Uh, you know, I I remember once I met a uh, friend's husband for the very first time and my very first impression was what's he lying about what's he hiding I didn't trust him right away and then uh, I was over there for dinner and then the guy's got a pleasant personality so you know you're very charmed and you start doubting your first impression and then later on my friend found out that he was still married to a woman uh in Europe and uh and he was married to her here in the States. And my first impression ended up being true. You know, so, you know, our minds can be manipulated. So before we schedule any dates, we should definitely run it by you and have the date kind of be interviewed by you. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Match.com. Uh, here we come with a new business idea. <laughs> You were discussing how traumatized society is from all these different uh, manipulations, the brainwashing strategies that both parties <laughs> were using during the during the presidential election. I, I bet you this is going on for a long, long time. This is not the first time this happened, but but it was on a, such a mass scale this time, and it it resulted in such horrific mm-hmm. res- results that I think we are all just traumatized. I, I don't even believe anything that's on TV anymore. I don't believe anything. It's it's like, I'm just, I just don't even want to have any news on. I just don't want to know anything because I feel like everybody's lying. So <laughs> I think with social media, it probably added a, a whole new layer. Not that, because social media hasn't actually been around as long as, like it's been around for a minute but not that long you know what I mean and I feel like it's on another level now where you're just you're hearing so many stories that usually wouldn't be heard from people that wouldn't have a platform I I agree and uh it's just gonna get worse uh you know we're uh, living in the real world if you want to call it that but we're also have online lives we've got virtual lives and i think that uh, there, there's going to be more of a virtual existence in the future because people are watching so much social media so many hours of the day yeah. and 
think of your phone. I mean, you can't pretty much can't live without your phone. Most people, uh, they've got everything on there, uh, their banking and email. And well, funny uh, enough, you know, I, uh, I smush, smooshed, smooshed. I don't know. I hit my finger. Uh, <laughs> it, it flattened. I passed out. I don't have a fingerprint now. I do, but I don't. It's changed. So now I can't access my online banking no because I was accessing my phone with my fingerprint. Mm -hmm. and I don't have a fingerprint. So, uh, so I have to remember my so passwords. It, it's it's incredible <laughs> the amount of, like, we rely on yes. phones so much. So if something happened to our internet, yeah. what does that mean for us? Oh, I know. You know. Oh, yeah. And, and I was driving using GPS and all of a sudden it just stopped because oh. I was any signal, any <laughs> and I was so lost. I did not even know what to do. And we don't I, have maps anymore in our car. Except a signal again. <laughs> so we're very dependent on it, and that's just going to get even more and more as I, time goes on. Yeah, and I, I believe there was a prediction made by um, a psychic. I don't remember who. My sister kind of just told me about it. But um, that there's going to be a solar flare that Ooh. affects the internet. And I, it got me really thinking because my sister, she, not because of this prediction, but she's just very much this kind of person. She lives completely off the grid in Argentina in a little town that most people don't even know about. Oh, I want to visit her now. No, you should. And she build, they build like dome houses and she's completely self-sustained, wow. like chickens farming, like, and, and it's so cool. And I'm like, well, if something happens, I'm going to somehow have to find a way to, way to get to her. You'll have to kill all the zombies on the way. Oh God. Mm. Yeah, that does sound like uh, Walking Dead, doesn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's scary to think about, but also getting back to the phone stuff, they're programmed to be addictive, which then it always makes me think, because I know in the end, oh, yeah, it's for money, but there has to be more than that. What What is going, are we, like, even going back to the conversation about uh, burning witches, there are just things in the Bible that make us feel like, because I was raised super Christian, and now I've kind of branched off and figured out my own kind of... Uh, belief system and stuff and then but there are a lot of things that I learned that that resonate still so I kind of you know I have that in the back of my head so it's like why why did why is spirituality so why is it so demonized you know you mean why is psychic uh, science so demonized or wh what's demonized it is demonized because it's like I know some friends if I brought up kind of what right. we're talking about in the podcast today I they would kind of maybe look at me a little funny well yeah I have some friends like yeah. that too they would say Alicia what are you doing you're going to hell for this yeah. and I'll be like what are you talking about look at Victor he's a good guy <laughs> he's helping people out there look yeah. at me what what's wrong with the tarot cards yeah. what's wrong with the pictures that psychologists use what do they call them rock rush or whatever whatever the word is shock, yeah. yeah so okay so they're using cards yeah. to basically start you thinking about something right. and and then do the therapy session what are tarot cards it's a bunch of images that mm -hmm. help you open up open up about something yeah. to me there's nothing demonic about it oh yeah it has one card that's called the devil if you want to connect it to the devil but okay why is that bad it's a picture yeah right uh well really uh we already talked about uh, how people, uh, we've been all traumatized to conform. Yes. You don't conform, you can be rejected and you could have to survive alone. And so, you know, we're all kind of afraid of being different. And, so, of course, celebrate their differences 
Uh, and that's why we have art and that's why we have music and creativity and uh, or new ideas that are revolutionary that uh, and then after a while everybody starts thinking that way and we pretend that we always did think that way but there is evolution in the way people think and we're witnessing that very rapidly these days people are much more spiritual in general or a lot more aware of metaphysics the holistic concept of life that everything is interconnected and that we affect the world by being in it and we hold certain energies which become what we bring to the table you know so bringing goodness or love to the table you're raising the vibration if you're bringing hatred anger violence abuse if you're bringing that into the field you're lowering the vibration and so uh the pendulum swings back and forth you know often with generations as uh as as with presidents uh, people get tired of of one person or one idea and then the pendulum swings the other way and that's how we uh evolve um now the thing about divination with tarot cards there's the ignorant way of understanding tarot cards, which would be, it's the devil's cards, it's evil, don't touch them, you'll go to hell. And then the enlightened way, and this is, you can say this about anything, if you know something in depth, you're going to understand it. If you don't know it and you're afraid of it, you're going to diminish it and you'll never be able to know the power of it because you're afraid of learning about it. The tarot cards represent a soul's journey through life, mm -hmm. a lifetime. It's very similar to Joseph Campbell, uh, his uh, concept of the hero's journey of mm -hmm. life, you know, which is the same concept that uh, is in Ulysses and, you know, uh, Homer's the Iliad. It's it's a universal uh, man's journey through a life from childhood to youth, to maturity, to old age, into death, and then back around. And during that life, there are certain skills and things that you'll have to experience and master. And the challenges that life presents to each hero or heroine are what makes us stronger because it's only being challenged that we can develop what it takes to know life, understand life, master life. So uh, when you understand... And when we master, we don't have to come back here again, hopefully, right? <laughs> Well, that is uh, another thing that you hear all the time. I don't want to come back. I don't, I, I, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of those challenges. Uh, but most people are going to come back once in a while. <sighs> you, uh, even if you master everything, you might still choose to come back as a teacher or a guide for uh, others. Because I think I just want to be an angel guide spirit i just that's what my future job is like i want to apply for the guardian angel job <laughs> well you'll probably be doing that job after you die because you know uh, after we die we still have things to do we're still learning we 
help or contribute. It's so much better learning, right? Because we're probably like the learning that we're doing over there is so much faster. Over here, it's like takes you forever to read a book. You know, over there, you probably just like look at it and it's already read. Or time. Well, I think so there's different. some truth to that. Um, I think the thing that makes this world and the next world so different, however, is in the next world we do feel loved. We feel yes. In a field. Thank God of love. for that. Yes. And here in this world, we can feel very lonely. We could feel unloved. We can feel. Uh, humiliated, ashamed, shamed. Uh, we can be hated. We can be abused. Uh, we can be killed. We're very vulnerable here. And, mm -hmm. and on the other side, we can't be killed. We're already dead. We're eternal beings. Uh, we can't be killed. And we're always aware of God's love. Mm -hmm. Really, the, the truth of that world. And you can't really lie very easily there because mm -hmm. they see it. You know, they'll see right through it. But here, you have to sharpen your perceptions uh, and not be naive. You've got to develop uh, so hard you keep <laughs> yourself from being lied to and manipulated, and so that you can do the best thing. You know, people tend to succeed when they're doing something that transcends greed or selfishness, and it's for the betterment of humanity or for the betterment of the world. There's, there's an energy that goes with that that usually brings a great deal of success mm -hmm. uh, as things like that go. But really, I think the default mode is do the very best you can. Yeah. Forgive mm -hmm. others. I think that it's important to not hold a grudge. Uh, it's such a waste of time. It's better uh, to punch people in the face instead of holding a grudge. <laughs> I agree. You know, yeah. just like, why are you holding back? Just do well, it. As long as he was not trying to say that, I know. <laughs> as long as you're willing to be punched in the face. Oh no 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 no! Right. <laughs> Unless it comes with a good plastic surgery and uh, and it looks better than before, then yes. You know what is so funny is divination works. So like uh, when you do tarot cards and you're a good tarot reader, and you know, psychic information isn't the same as thinking. It isn't the same as deductive reason where you just, you know, we still have to connect the dots, but psychic information is usually not derived through the thinking process. It's usually something that arrives as a picture, as just knowing something, as feeling something, something that resonates. When I bypass my mind and just go into the energy of a thing, I'll tend to be seeing it much more accurately. Um, you know, you've got an energy, uh, Sophie's got an energy, everybody's got a unique energy, energetic imprint. And when a psychic is reading somebody, if they kind of tap into that energy, they can tap in and move into that person's life energy and, and just see things that, that that come it comes in it isn't something that comes in through reasoning it just comes in through um pictures or impressions that are received by a part of the mind that imagines things it's your imagination but it's the imagination that isn't making things up it's the imagination the part of the imagination that's receiving images so i have a question on that because recently the tarot cards that come up for me are kind of cool because it's the lover's card and the magician. 
What do you what do you think is is in the store for me? <laughs> well, uh, I tend to read the cards uh, differently if they are reversed upside down. Okay, they are up. Not not all tarot readers read reversed. Mm-hmm. So the lover's right side up. That's a good relationship card. The magician card is fulfillment and satisfaction. So when I see those two cards together, they can indicate fulfillment and satisfaction in a love relationship, in a relationship. The lover's card also indicates uh, good choices, choices that you're making that good so the cupid is gonna strike me at some point and i'm gonna be a victim of wonderful love well hopefully that is what the cards are telling you but perfect also allows you to make things happen ah sometimes can be um an invitation to be proactive in pursuing love Hmm. wow yeah. Okay, it's good to know. But those are great cards. I mean, anybody perfect. happy with those cards. Yay. I was going to bring it back to um, getting messages because it was so interesting what you were saying, how it's the messages you receive, they're not, it's not in your head. And I feel that because I had a moment and I keep having more and more of these moments where I have kind of, I, the only way I can describe them is kind of visions where I'm suddenly... I, I'm literally just not, I'm, it's like a daydream sort of. And I pictured myself becoming friends with someone um, in this uh, group that I joined online because it's, I'm supporting this artist and she has like a group where we all talk and we're all her fans. And I had a, had this like fleeting moment where I just pictured myself becoming friends with someone in that group and finding out they literally live like down the road for me. And I, and then I remember going about my day and being like, Oh, that must've been a dream or something. I can't even remember the time it came to me. And then it happened. And then I ended up because she posted in the group an Ohio candle. And then I was like, hold on. (laughs) And then she lives down the street from me. And I, and it's, my thing is I'm struggling to tell when something is just a dream or just a thought or a daydream or if it's actually holds weight and more more often than not the ones that are so fleeting that I can't even really pinpoint them those are the ones that um so so maybe hold the, weight so maybe the question is yeah. how do we continue yeah. um developing developing that talent yeah well um sophie that was a really great uh, anecdote about mm-hmm. It's kind of like a daydream. Yeah. Uh, you received information and it ended up coming true. Mm-hmm. And you became friends with that person. So energy, uh, the energy uh, preceded the relationship or the friendship that was then made. So uh, that, uh, I think, is definitely a psychic experience. It's it's um, uh not in linear time. You didn't really know this person before. You you just, uh, the energy came and then it, it came to pass. Uh, when we take a little time to meditate or just to do nothing, I think it's really important to give ourselves time to just sit, yeah. just be, you know, not always be busy, you know, just just time to just take a break and let your mind wander. It's important to recognize what your awareness, where your awareness goes. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember reading for a client the other 
uh, a while back and I said, you know, you're, you seem to be kind of anemic. Uh, you might want to get some uh, iron supplements at the drugstore. And she says, well, she was just at the drugstore and she found herself staring at the iron uh, right. supplements. And uh, she didn't know why she was staring at that particular supplement, but something inside of her knew that she needed it. Mm. Attention went to it. But sometimes we're moving so fast, we don't pay attention to things like that because sometimes that voice, that intuitive voice is very subtle and very subtle. And, you know, it also reminds me sort of like the trend in the medicine, which is also changing and and I think, uh, you know, getting better. But the trend used to be medicine is very paternal. It's um, people want to tell you what you need to know and people want to force whatever their opinion is on you. And I and I feel like the psychic field is more about finding your own strength and and following your intuition and being your own expert, you know. And I say that because this morning I was going to schedule a mammogram for the first time. Okay, just to just sort of to get it checked out, make sure everything is good. Right. And. The funny thing was I have no health insurance. And so I called to schedule and I'm asking them about the price. And they said, it's going to be $99. Great. That's almost nothing. Okay. Okay. But then they asked me, who's the referring physician? I said, nobody. I want to do it for myself. Then they're like, no, no, no. We need a referring physician. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give them somebody's name. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But then they're like, well, we'll forward the records there. And I'm like, no, just forward the records to me. And it, it's just like, it's just this whole madness in the world. Like it's, they make it so difficult for you as a patient to get your own records. Uh-huh. Why are you going to take the records from me when half of the time, 80% of the time, records get lost, faxes don't go where they need to go, and doctors don't look at the records because they don't have time. So why don't you just send me the records and decide where I'm going to go with them? Yeah, and it's, it's almost like we don't know our own bodies. We do not know anything. It's but almost we, like we're kept, yeah. you know, like we're kept from becoming experts in our own selves. We're always told what we are supposed to be doing or not, but. And I, I feel like it's called medical gaslighting. That's what no. I hear a lot. Um, job security you you do realize that this topic is extremely controversial yeah uh for one thing uh i'm gonna just play devil's advocate here uh you haven't been to medical school right so if you're going for surgery would you rather have surgery from someone who's been to medical school and maybe uh, has done some surgeries before or would you go to somebody who's never ever done a surgery and never gone to medical school Absolutely but you know but it's almost like the data is being kept from us like to get your own records to have them so you can go to whoever you want to choose to look at the records with you it's almost like it's a whole freaking game you have to figure out how am it i going to get around it you know It is a game it is a game Now uh of course uh this is the American Medical Association. We've got the medical system that we have here in the United States. It's different from the systems, uh, medical systems in other countries, other parts of the world. Um, but, you know, there was a time in which uh, uh, people used to get their medicine off these, uh, you know, snake oil salesmen that would come into town and they would just sell you morphine and get you addicted to it. And True. You know, 
you or give you poison, you know. So there there needs to be some um, scrutiny, absolutely, consumer protection for the consumer. But it's it's almost like there's it's almost like this. There's so much bureaucracy about everything that that to even get one simple thing done, it's like you can't do it anymore. It's almost like you're burdened with this bureaucracy and and you feel like you're weighted down every day. So a simple, it's almost like this. Let's say you're a ballet dancer, right? And you're dancing. And then suddenly you're being put on all kinds of uniform to protect yourself because in case you fall, you know, you need this and you need that. So it becomes impossible to do ballet dancing anymore. And that's how everyday life feels like. You're just, you're going through life. You're trying to get things done, but there's so much bureaucracy and everything costs more and more and more. And I'm like, when is this insane world going to realize that this is insanity what we're doing all of us is insanity i was going to go on a different direction with the the quote unquote Mm -hmm. medical gaslighting because i had an experience where and this is where it comes in where it's like trust my gut trust my body um I had a doctor that told me nothing was wrong with my thyroid and stuff. And then I would tell her what was happening. And she was like, ah, no, there's nothing you can do. And that was a moment where I was like, I'm going to try another doctor. And that's where I was going. I'm not trying to say I'm any medical. But follow your gut. Right. Right. And sometimes my gut is going to lead me to just another practitioner. Or And in in general, I think people do well and have better medical outcomes when they do feel that they are proactive in their medical care. And so uh, it's important that people not just be passive regarding uh, every, anything having to do with what the experts tell them, but, but to, to partner up with their medical professional and to do what they can do to promote optimal health for themselves, you know, because don't know everything uh and you know we sometimes know uh what we need or don't need or whether something feels right or doesn't feel right or or whether what the even what the doctor is saying whether it's the complete picture or not you know our intuition can help guide us and it is really important uh, as sophie said it to get a second opinion it yeah. really or a third yeah, or fourth. Usually that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah. glad that a psychic tells us to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or because... a me- medium. You're a, you're a medium. I'm sorry. No, a psychic is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A psychic is just fine. Yeah. So I, I um, yeah. Uh, the work, uh, uh, as far as readings go, um, uh, what I do is I read people's energy fields and, and uh we're talking about tarot cards, we're talking about uh, astrology, different systems, but everything is communicating about ourselves. You know, uh, everything in your house, uh, in your car, uh, the the keys you carry around with you, or the jewelry, it carries your vibration, your energy. So a psychic uh, who is sensitive, and I believe that any sensitive person can be a psychic if they develop those skills. You know, I've always been quite sensitive. You know, I pick pick up on things that other people don't pick up on. Mm-hmm. But you can read someone just by looking at them, going into their home, you feel the energy, you can hold their keys or their their ring and uh, read the energy off of that. It's it's uh, we're we're always leaving a vibrational imprint. 
wherever we go. Um, I'm sure that you've had that experience where you've walked into a room, and I, I believe Sophie said this earlier, mm -hmm. you're just not comfortable. And then uh, later on, you find out that two people had a terrible fight in there just a few minutes before. Yeah. Uh, and there are places in the world that really have great energy. And, you know, yeah. that we have a lot of places throughout the world that are associated with healing. Mm -hmm. uh, certain mineral springs or certain locations people go to for healing. Uh, and so uh, the, the natural energies, the energy of uh, the earth energies there are conducive to spiritual experiences like Sedona, Arizona, for example. Yeah. A lot of people have spiritual psychic experiences there. And other places in the world are very healthy and to be there because the energy is so good. It promotes life. It, it it improves your the quality of your life. And other places, the energy is really bad. And these are like sick places. So, you know, places where people just don't live very long. Do you um, do you ever do any astral travel or have heard to people that do astral travel? That's uh, one of my fascinations right yeah. now. So, yeah. Well, astral travel is out-of-body travel. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes people have dreams of flying and they can actually remember the places that they've gone to. And I've certainly had dreams where... I, I have flown over uh, areas that I wasn't familiar with during my waking life. And then later I have found those places. And I remember being there in my dream out of body while I was still traveling or astral projecting. And, I, and I'll say, oh, my God, this is what I this is exactly where I was in my dream. You know, so I was uh, astral traveling. Uh, people often, it's important to realize that you, your consciousness uh, isn't always attached to your body. Mm -hmm. You can astral travel. You can leave your body. You can do that when you're uh, daydreaming. Sometimes you, you travel or drift off. You go somewhere else. When you're dreaming, a friend of mine had the experience of astral traveling and he landed into the body of his friend's cat <laughs> through those cats uh that cat's eyes was he meowing when he returned that's how he knew <laughs> <laughs> no he wasn't meowing but he told the friend later what he was doing at that exact moment and the friend confirmed that yes, he was lying on the sofa watching TV. Wow. You can't astral travel. I had the experience where I was talking to somebody. This was at a spiritual gathering. And uh, I was in my light body or my spirit body. But my physical body, while we were talking, it, it, it folded up and ended up on the ground. But I was still standing there talking to my friend. And he was still looking at me. And I looked down and realized that my body was on the floor. And I needed to lift it up before somebody be became alarmed that I had passed out. Uh, but luckily, wait a minute, you passed out. Your physical body passed out, or your? No, I was. I was fully conscious, fully aware. Uh -huh. I was in my light body talking to my friend, and my physical body passed had out. Pulled it up on the ground. Wow. Okay. I was conscious. I didn't go unconscious. Uh, I I was fully conscious out of my body. Was your was your friend perceiving you as your light body standing, yes. or was he perceiving you as falling down? P both. Okay. Uh, he was still talking in my light body because you know we were at a meditation group and we were spiritually elevated. 
Uh, but when I uh, reached down and uh, got back into my body, it was like unfolding a folding chair. Hmm, it's like I stood up and I I was back in my body. And it was it was a very dramatic example uh, of that we are not our bodies. Wow. Do you have any um, any stories that stand out to you that maybe something shocking happened or something you recall that uh, you would want to share with our listeners? And well, you know, psychic impressions can come in the blink of an eye. Um, I remember once I was uh, listening to a small concert. There were a group of people in the room, and I and I looked over and. There was a gentleman sitting at the next table, and I, I I looked, and he didn't have any fingers on his hand. And then I shook my head, and I looked again, and the fingers were there. But two weeks later, he lost his fingers in a in an accident. Oh no! I had a little flash of of the future, um, and uh, uh, I also had an experience where I was at a, a old historic home which is also a bar. And uh, I looked over at the bar and there was a bartender standing there looking right at me and he was dressed in old time clothes. And I could see through him a little bit, but he was an apparition of a bartender. He was a ghost. Man, he really loved his job. But it was, it was <laughs> the first is. time I'd ever had a ghost just stare at me. Uh -huh. like, And it was because... That's what bartenders do. You know, they're mm -hmm. there to see if you need something. So if you need a so drink. For the last 200 me. years, he's like, these damn people don't pay me anything. And he's not yeah. realizing <laughs> he's dead. Oh. Well, yeah. It, but, you know, uh, that's very common. I mean, if you could actually see what uh, through psychic eyes, you would see things like that everywhere. There's dead people everywhere, around like they used to walk around when they were alive. Mm -hmm. There's uh, the past. So what it, do you need? Like bring a priest over same. and then like <laughs> spray the the uh, sacred water on them or something? What do you do with the dead people that are walking around? Well, sometimes you don't do anything. But part of uh, part of what uh, my point was there. There's things around us now that are there, even though we don't see them. I mean, a lot of things like that. But when you're a psychic or a psychic medium, you will often find that dead people are contacting you because they are earthbound and they need help crossing over. Mm. Uh, one of the things that psychic mediums do is they help dead people cross over if they are stuck here on earth and they, they want to move on. You know, so there are ways of doing that. There's techniques for doing that. And then we can also affect the energy of a place. Like, let's say your house isn't selling. And, uh, you know, uh, somebody who knows how to cleanse the energy in, in your house uh, can come in and do that, and your house will sell. Hmm. That's so a good business a, idea. I yeah. have some good ideas for marketing <laughs> right now. I want to help the uh, agents sell houses, properties. Oh, yeah, cleanse your aura. It's going to sell. Well, you know, it'll, it, it works. Uh, all of this works. I mean, uh, that's what's really amazing about 
everything metaphysical and all all of these topics that people make fun of if they were to actually explore they would see that there's mm-hmm. some now there are some people who don't need psychic readings and uh, i've met a few of those during my life some people are very proactive they make things happen and they don't uh, need a psychic they know what they want they know what they need to do to get it and they are very good at actually accomplishing that so uh they don't need any psychic advice because they're wired in a way where they're already masters of their destinies you know they make things happen i really appreciated psychic help when i was going through divorce and i just felt like i wanted to have hope because my relationship was ending and I just wanted to know that something good was coming. So I went to different, you know, tarot card reader, readers and other psychic experts. And I just would get a reading every couple months because that helped me get through my loss of my marriage. Yes. And it did help you, didn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's an important service. So, um, uh, I hope more people uh, avail themselves of this resource when they need it, because essentially we are spirits having a human experience. And sometimes we need to hear things in a spiritual way, a spiritual perspective. And I'm not talking about BS. I'm not talking about whispering sweet nothings into somebody's ear. A good psychic actually is able to read energy and derive information, not through logical thinking, but through psychic reading. Absolutely. We just really appreciate the time with you and and all the wisdom that you shared with us. Well, I enjoyed talking to you, and I'm so glad that you invited me to be on your show. It was so much fun. Absolutely. And uh, we just want to share with other people, if you have a website and or email or what is the best way to contact you, you know, we will we'll post that with the podcast as well. Um, and we just, okay. we just so, hope. Uh, if you want to find me uh, and you do a search for Victor Psychic, chances are I'll pop up on uh, the first couple pages. Victor Psychic Cincinnati, you'll find me. My website is Victor Peruta, P-A-R-U-T-A, Peruta.com, or VictorThePsychic.com. It'll get you to the same website. Uh, email is VictorPeruta at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook also. And uh, uh, when you get to my website, you'll you'll see all my contact information there, VictorPeruta.com. And what's your wait list like? I'm usually booked out a couple of weeks. Yeah, Very once cool. I get someone in the same week, uh, uh, but usually a week or two out. And you can help people con- connect with their loved ones that passed. Yeah, loved ones. I can. I can almost anything that you need insight on. I could check it out. That's perfect. Awesome. I well, could tune into that. Thank you again. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and helping our listeners get to know more about mediumship and and tarot card readings and uh, we will hopefully have you on the podcast again well i sure hope so it was fun thank you thank that you so really much fun. thank you take care victor have a good day okay. take bye. care bye. Have a good day. bye bye, bye. bye.